You are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. Uh, I think just the wet road noises are going to get picked up for the whole show. <sighs> Love those damp road sounds. Damp. It's the 1950s outside. It really is. Everything is damp. Right around the corner, there's an old man who can predict the future. Damn. And he's getting swindled. We better go ask him how 2019 is going to be. Mm-hmm. 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 Maybe he can give me, like, a train ticket, and I can go to... Does he go to Chicago? I think so. Go to Chicago? Join a baseball team again? Yeah. Yeah. He'll give me some cleaning fluid to put on your coat. And yeah. we can both go to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, that's the dream. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know. It could be. <laughs> we'll never know. Never know. Because we're inside and we're not on the, the damp streets. We're not out on the damp street. Or would he give us leather-soled shoes and have us be dead? Fuck. We don't know. We're not harassing him. It's true, but what if he saw a future where we, we harassed him? I don't think we'd harass. We wouldn't harass him. We'd be nice to that kind old man. Yeah. Yeah. And when he killed that other dude, we'd be like, we got you. We didn't see anything. I didn't see nothing, sweet no, old man. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he got what was coming to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see anything. What? <laughs> huh? I missed that episode. It was good. It was real good. I hope they haven't shown it already on the marathon and we can maybe see it later. <sighs> Damn it. I don't know. Because I feel like that's one of those deeper cuts that they would have shown earlier in the day. Or will show in the middle of the night. There was also that one that I didn't get to finish watching last year. Because TV was like, oh, it's like four in the morning, I have to reset myself. Stupid TV. Yeah, I think it's just Xfinity. They do like a daily, middle of the night re- like reset update thing. <laughs> Nobody's watching TV Well, no, now. yeah. Quote, unquote, no one's supposed to be up and watching TV. You know... The dead hours, and I'm just like, I'm watching something. Do it later. Damn. But it wouldn't let me, so. Which one did you not finish watching? It was in Mexico, and there was, like, a UFO landing in, like, this small village. Fun. And, yeah, people were just going nuts, and I was pretty into it. But I didn't get to see the ending. Shame. Yeah. You didn't get to see where we find out that they were secretly from Earth in the future, or some shit? Maybe. I'm not familiar with that episode, so I couldn't actually tell you what it was. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, let's stop just chatting about the Twilight Zone and do what we came here to do. Chat about the Twilight Zone. (laughs) We just chat about the Twilight Zone, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the Spooky Spot. My name is Jess. I'm Liz. And we're here to talk about the Twilight Twilight Zone. Zone. The Twilight Zone. The Air Force Zone. So Happy New Year, everyone, since this is going to come out after the New Year. Yeah. Yay! Filming it three hours before the new year. You know, fair. Whatever. It'd be like that. Whatever. Hopefully everyone watched lots of the the Twilight Zone marathon, as we've taken a pause from doing. <laughs> so today we are here to talk about season one, episode 19, mm. 
The Purple Testament. Let's hop right on into that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so this episode starts off with a bang. It's wow. A, it's a literal explosion. Cause wow. they're in a firefight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You really thought about that one, didn't you? Yeah, you know I did. Yep. You know it. Wow. <laughs> we see uh, some men hiding out, you know, in a in a trench and under logs and whatnot, while uh, some Japanese soldiers fire on them with a big machine gun. Um, and that's just there to set our scene as we are... The war. In the war. The caravan returns back to base, and we see them helping the, the injured men out of the truck. As Ron comes in with our opening narration. And so this is uh, an infantry platoon in the Philippines in 1945. And these, Rod says, are the faces of the young men who fight. And they're painted blood red and beard black. And fear yellow white, which Rod, that's just lighter yellow. He I don't... loves that kind of shit. He loves that shit. And it's, it's interesting to involve so many color words here since this is a black and white show. Yep. So we don't see that blood red or that fear yellow white. <laughs> pale yellow. Pale, the, fear, the fear pale yellow. A yellow bella. The yellow bellas. Yeah. <laughs> it's the name of my new small town softball team, the yellow bellas. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a thought that I'm not, I haven't quite finished putting together, mm-hmm. but I think that the title of this episode is dumb. Yeah. And then the bits involving the color here in the narration. Trying too hard. It's a little trying too hard, and I just don't understand why that he's trying to make this connection. I feel like he started with the title and like the narration and that's great but then like halfway through writing it or if he wrote it I don't know if he wrote it I don't remember but (laughs) we just always assume he wrote every single one even though we know he didn't there's been a couple that (laughs) so far I think that he hasn't written yeah we're like oh Rod's like oh he didn't write that he didn't write this one (laughs) but just know listeners that we always assume he wrote every one unless we're like unless it's really dumb we're like he didn't write this this is stupid Rod wouldn't do this to us Uh, (laughs) um But yeah, it has that feeling of, like, he had a, a first draft thought that he tried to include in the final draft, mm-hmm. like, script, and it just didn't connect. Fair. Because, I mean, we'll, we can talk about the, the title later on. I got some some thoughts on it down at the end of my notes. My five pages of notes. Did I take five pages of notes on this? What the hell? Um, so after my five pages of notes, we'll talk about the... the hell's wrong with you? I do a lot of preparation for this show. As part of the reason why our production schedule is always so fucked up, because it takes me a long time. If I got a lot to say, it takes me a long time to write through an episode. It doesn't help that one of us is like, oh, I'm gone for the weekend. Bye! Exactly. <laughs> That's just what happened the last month. Oh, hey, I'm going to see. Bye! Also, the holidays. The holidays. It's just so hard with the hustle and bustle. <laughs> anyway, so these uh, injured men are hustling and bustling out of the, the caravan trucks here. We zoom in dramatically on one dude. and I With don't, a really bad face. He's got a bad face. I don't think we see him again. I don't I, think it's important. No, we don't. No. I we, would remember such a bad face. That's true. <laughs> a bad face to remember. The captain is walking around the trucks. He's surveying the men. The captain here is played by Dick York. 
who yeah, he is. is the husband from Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh But he's a youngin. He's real young and also just got some dirt on his face, so you didn't know that he was Dick York when we first watched no, it. No, like the I was also just, like, trying to look at everything when I first watched it, because, you know, there's, like, those three guys or two guys that you see talking, and there's always all that shit moving in the background, because, you know, it's not a war zone unless a bunch of people are walking around all at once and busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, guys. All right, guys, settle down. Yeah. It's worth mentioning, I think, uh, Dick York has a great headshot on Wikipedia, (laughs) where he's wearing a great Hawaiian shirt. Uh. (laughs) Um... Please go look at it, because uh, it was my favorite thing to see. Let's just appreciate Dick York. Uh, shout outs to Dick York. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was also, yeah, once you know it's him, he, you can tell it's Dick York, but he's just so young in this, mm-hmm. and he's so much older and bewitched. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think this was early in his career, and definitely bewitched was, I think, one of the yeah. the later things that he did. He so. was, like, he looks like he's, like, late... 20s, maybe 30 in this one. Yeah. And he's a little string bean. I don't know about the trajectory of military careers, but he looks young for a captain. Yes. Though, but, you know. I think they try to age him with, like, because the character's got, like, a wife and, like, two kids. Yeah. So. He doesn't look old enough to have a wife and two kids. He doesn't look old enough, or he's actually old enough, and he we just don't think he looks old enough. I guess. Much like my old co-worker, Harry, he's <laughs> not old enough to be 28. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he, no matter what age he is, he's not old enough. He's not old. Uh, shout outs to Harry, <laughs> who is not listening to this. If God is kind to me, <laughs> this is the only first time he's been shamefully mentioned. It's it, fine. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Harry will live on as not old enough to be twenty eight. So I think he's uh, talking to the sergeant here, and the dude is like, "Hey, yeah, this sucks. Like we took control of that bridge, but you know what for?" And it's like, yeah, these men go fight and die, and they don't even know what they're doing it for. Oh, the military. Oh, war in general. Mm. And he mentions that the the Japanese have naval guns, and they patrol that bridge, you know, keep watch over it with guns that are big enough to belong on a ship. So, you know, they can just really super fuck you up. Yep. Because these are guns meant to shoot at a boat. That's what... All wars wanted to do was just super fuck you up. Super fuck you up. The captain asked the sergeant, you know, who died. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, we got a lot of injured. And then the lieutenant comes up behind him, and this is the main guy that we follow around. This is Lieutenant Fitzgerald. Uh, he comes into the conversation, and he's like, yeah, there's four guys dead. Hibbard, Horton, Morgan, and Levy. Never heard more of Joke and rock and rock and talk. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the actor playing Fitzgerald here, his name is William Reynolds. Um, he did not have the illustrious great career that Dick York had. He was in a really bad movie called The Thing That Couldn't Die, which the minute I read that title, I was like... That sounds like it was an episode of Mystery Science Theater. And then I looked it up, and it was an episode <laughs> of Mystery Science Theater. What but, couldn't die? What was the thing? I don't remember. I didn't watch it. I meant to watch it before we recorded, just to maybe yeah. see him. But, yeah. like, the poster for it is, like, a, a beheaded guy holding his own head. So oh. that's probably the thing that couldn't die, is that dude. Very Sleepy Hollow-esque. A little bit, yeah. 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 I'd but, watch it. So, <laughs> he did not have the... 
prestigious. You listen, not everyone can be Dick York, okay? Not everybody can be Dick York. Not everyone can go and fictionally date a witch. I mean... But God, I wish that were me. God, I wish that were me. (laughs) God. Fitz is like, yeah, you know, make sure these men get some, some food and rest. The trumpet score in the background is a lot. There was a lot of trumpet every time they're yeah. the <laughs> And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. It's cool. The captain here, Captain Riker is his name. Gosh, I can't believe we're, wa- we're actually watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Whoops, how did I get you to watch that show? <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn, she did it. So Captain Riker is like, hey, what's up? Listen. I got some tuba in my tent. (laughs) (laughs) Tuba, not the the big horn, but um, no, the big horn. It's a a coconut wine that they make in the Philippines. That's basically moonshine, from everything I read. Is that they they just brew it like hooch? Like it's not a it's not an officially brewed liquor. But also, it's a big. Tuba. But also... Big he, brass tuba. Also, he has a big brass instrument. <laughs> yeah. One has to play, the other one has to drink rhythmi- rhythmically. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. That's the game. That's the game they made up in the Philippines. Damn. On this one Navy base. No. Air, whatever Inf- base they're on. Infantry base. That's it, yeah. Good job. <laughs> I was going to say every single one but that one. <laughs> Just, just go down all the all the armed forces. Yeah. So Riker's like, all right, let's go have a drink. They're sitting in his his tent there, having a drink, drinking from two big brass horns. Yep. Yeah, you drink from the tuba afterwards. You drink from the tuba. You drink the tuba from the tuba. It's a wild frat party. Damn. <laughs> uh, Fitz is just mulling over the dead guys, and uh, the captain is, you know. I think trying to be sympathetic, but he's he says, "Look, we've lost we've lost men before, like we've lost seven men, we've lost you know twelve men, doing stuff. What's why are you so so hung up on this?" And uh, Fitz is like, "All right, Phil, Dick York, Dick, okay, Dick York, um, very observant of you." Dick York says, "Okay, thanks, but like, answer my question." <laughs> You're not getting out of this by yeah. flattering me. It's like, you've seen people die before. What's up with these what's, dudes? What's going on? And so Fitz hands him a crumpled up, sweaty piece of paper. <laughs> Real sweaty. So sweaty. <laughs> and it's it's got the dead main... Dead men's. Dead, the dead men's. Dead men's names. The dead men's names. The lieutenant says, uh, I wrote these down yesterday. Boom. Bum, bum. Bum. Bum, bum. Every plot reveal is every plot test is revealed with a tuba. That's how I would write it. No, we all know how you would write it. <laughs> It'd be Star Trek Mystery Science Theater. That's how you'd write it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels like okay. Fitz explains. You know, they were having a weapons check yesterday before the mission. And he looked into all the men's faces. And I like how he, he just kind of, like, trails off. Like, he, he doesn't want to say what he's going to say. And, you know, while he's staring off into space, the captain just, like, pours more drink into his <laughs> cup. Fitz slams it down, and he's like, okay. So I was looking into their faces, right? 
Get this, they're faces. I'm looking at the faces, and it's like this weird light shone on them. I don't know how to explain it. It feels like... Uh, that's funny. Sounds fake, though. <laughs> Sounds real fake. Sounds fake, but okay. Are you sure you wrote these down yesterday and you didn't just do it on the in the car on the ride back? But Fitz is, you know, he's dead certain. He's like, no, I wrote them down yesterday. It's not It's not really clear if Phil believes him. He's trying to be a little supportive. You know, he's he's trying to be supportive, but he doesn't doesn't know what's up. So the next day at the hospital that looks like a mansion. A.K.A. a different set that we've seen in a different episode. Phil is reporting to a, a military doctor about what the lieutenant said to him. The doctor's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, he doesn't have a history of freaking out. None of that. This would be his first freak out? Baby's first freak out. This is a bad episode, yeah. I love the, the desk on the... Do- the desk. Uh, the lamp on the doctor's desk. Cause it's, like, super prominent, and it looks like it belongs in some grandma's house. <laughs> it is a grandma's house. I mean, it is a grandma's <laughs> house. It's secretly a grandma's house. Yeah. But it... <laughs> it's just such a strange piece of desk furniture. And so the doctor's like, okay, well, if it'll make you feel better, we'll, uh... We'll check him in and we'll do some some tests on him. You know he's here right now. Dick York's like, what? Why? Why is it... And the doctor's like, yeah, he's visiting one of the boys from the platoon. The boys. The boys. The boys are back in town. In the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. That's a a likely series of events. The boys are back in the hospital. (laughs) And so, yeah, we see him upstairs hanging out with some little weenie who got two fucked up arms. And a cigarette hanging out his mouth. And he's like, oh boy, Lieutenant, thanks for coming to see me. Wow, golly. (laughs) Love it. He's like, how's the other boys doing? Fitz is like, yeah, you know, they're all right. Porky got some shrapnel in his finger, but that, you know him, that's the worst he ever got. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm sure you're going to be fine and you get to go home now since your arms got fucked up. I really don't know what happened to him. Whenever you say two, like, two fucked up arms, I think of, like, the two baby shoes never worn. (laughs) Two fucked up arms never used. He, he can't even use a cigarette. He's just laying there like a... He's just laying there with his arms, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about the the guy with glass bones and paper skin. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Every morning he breaks his legs, and every afternoon he breaks his arms. I have a small thing to say. Okay, so okay. there's... Yes, there's that guy, yes. <laughs> but also, if you go a little further back to the Unbreakable movie... With Bruce Willis and... His bones be breaking? He was unbreakable. Yeah, but Samuel L. Jackson was yeah. the one who has Samuel his bones Samuel Jackson, he was breaking all the time. Mm-hmm. And now Sam Jackson is going to be in a movie called Mr. Glass. Yeah. And I'm like, but why isn't it a sequel? <laughs> isn't it? No! No! <laughs> I thought that was... Yeah, because it's... Oh. I'm trying to think about what I thought that was. Because I, I thought it was, like, some... M. Night Shyamalan's, like, weird... They're, like, superheroes. Weird secret alt-Avengers. Because there's also... James McAvoy is there, and I thought he was playing the same dude that he was in Split. I have no idea about that. Okay. We're good to... We, we I might try to, to not read about Split. Fair. Yeah, Split, <laughs> not a good movie. Because I'm t- kind of tired of 
dissociative identity disorder getting used as a plot device or, or as a villain story. Ooh, they're so scary! Oh, multiple prisoners. Fuck off. <laughs> so yeah, like, I thought it was like his... Like, Glass was gonna be his weird fucked up Avengers story where it's like James McAvoy from Split and Bones be breaking <laughs> and one other guy <laughs> and they get brought together because they think they're superheroes like I feel like I saw that trailer and I was like this is so straight why are they tying these movies together I did not see that trailer that you saw in your head uh. <laughs> I swear to god I saw it the other day I, I'm pretty sure he's like uh, he's just a called Mr. Glass you can't. His bones not be breaking. You can't do that, though. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any sense now. And I think he's just, like, the head of, like, the recruitment thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I got. I wasn't too invested, because I was like, oh, God. Fair. But, yeah. I don't think his bones be breaking, because you can't be a superhero with your bones be breaking. I mean, I... T- if you had like telekinesis or something, but your bones be breaking, I feel like that could be that could be interesting. <laughs> it's like a kind of you know Professor X type thing. His bones not be breaking. <laughs> I mean his bones. His spine be breaking. <laughs> his spine be broken. It's like yeah, I'll go out, but literally I have to use my powers to keep anybody from touching me. <laughs> like you do not. I I will have to watch it together, but I'm pretty sure it's not the same characters. Okay, well. Listeners will come back with a report on <laughs> Bones Be Breaking, the God. major motion picture. God. But, uh, two fucked up arms never used here oh, um, yeah. <laughs> is, is talking to Fitz. Uh, the lieutenant goes to light the cigarette that's just kind of hanging out of this kid's mouth, and he's like, no, 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 actually, can you just put it over on the table there? I won't be needing it. Um, and it's, like, fucking wild to me that... A nurse would probably have to help him smoke. Well, yeah, it was. It wasn't like taboo back then. Yeah, because they they didn't know smoking was good for you. Smoking. Do it in the hospital, basically. But I'm like, <laughs> God damn, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's real fucked up to me. Yeah, how much they were trying, but also just did not know. Smoking culture in general is fucked up. Smoking culture fucked up if true. So Fitz is like, okay, Smitty, well. I got some stuff to do, so I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. Goodbye. And (laughs) so he turns to leave. Then he looks back and he sees the light that literally just looks like they shine a damn flashlight on this kid. Yeah. It shines on Smitty's face and Lieutenant Fitzgerald just faints on the spot. He's like, no. And I like the camera work where he falls back. Like the camera just goes and looks at the ceiling. Uh Uh-huh. I love when he, like, wakes up, though. He's in a different spot. A little bit, yeah. Because, yeah, he, like, he was already walking away from the bed. So he was, like, maybe two feet away from it when he faints. And then when he wakes up, he's, like, back in front of it, but also beside other beds. And they moved him a lot. Yeah. We, did, we didn't uh, keep our continuity up. Damn. So uh, a doctor helps him up and is like, hey, you, you okay? He looks over and sure enough, Smitty is dead. He's now Smitty Deadman. Smitty Deadman. <laughs> Never got to use those arms again. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Smitty. And so the the doctor comes over. Or no, he's not even a doctor. I'm pretty sure he's a nurse. Probably. 
So he, yeah. he goes over and, like, waves his hand in front of Smitty's face and is like... Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> How about that? Fitz goes downstairs and he's going to leave. Captain Dick York is waiting there for him. And this is where we can see that this is 100% Barbara's house from 16 millimeter Shrine. They yep. just, I think, gave it a different paint job. If that. Which, <laughs> now that it's a setting in the Philippines... <laughs> Uh, the scene where you can see outside and it looks like a jungle makes a lot more sense. Like, the backdrop that looks like a jungle makes sense now. But that could have also just been California. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it looked weird when it was, like, her it backyard. Because it, it was. It was weird, yeah. Yes. But now, now, you know, it's acceptable. When there's so many palm fronds, you just don't know where you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that just the way. Honestly. It feels like, yeah, you know, I... I heard you were were visiting Schmitty. I heard I heard he's gonna be okay. And <laughs> slide whistle. Um, Fizz is like, no, go away. He's dead. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> he's like, listen, I I like I saw the light on him again, and I don't know how to explain this to you. They do a lot of vagueness with Fitz's own understanding of his power, and it's a good way to like hand wave a lot of. Yeah. Listener questions. By listener questions, I mean viewer questions. You know, just audience questions. You can just hand wave them by saying that a character doesn't understand their own power. Mm-hmm. And Riker's like, yeah, I, I can't explain this. And Fitz says, look, I'm not looking for an explanation. I just want you to believe me. And that's... I feel like men just wanting other men to believe them is a very common theme here. Because... Yep. 1917 boy also just wanted the Air Force to believe him <laughs> that he came from the past. So, men believe other men, 2K19. Mm, it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Or, because sometimes I think men believe other men too much nowadays. That's true. Men believe other men if they say that they can see who's gonna die or if they say that they came from <laughs> World War II. Um, but otherwise, may, take men with a grain of salt, <laughs> is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Take all men with a grain of salt. Well, they're talking about uh, Fitz's power here. The nurse comes down and tells the military doctor that Smitty died. And the doctor's like, okay, I'll take a look at him. I like Fitz's, well, what the hell for? He's dead. <laughs> what are you going to look at? It's like those things where it's like you see someone obviously like died in a car accident. They're like, oh, no, it was a straight bullet. <laughs> God. <laughs> Go see what he died from. It's oh, it was a smoking. That sounds like some NCIS ass <laughs> shit. Like, well. <laughs> God. I'm pretty sure that that was an episode. Probably. <laughs> Many episodes. Yep. And he's like, look, he's dead. I knew he was going to die. And honey, honey, no, no, no. Don't tell people that you know that Say they're going to die. The whole room. Do not. This makes it sound like you're going around killing people if you know they're going to die. Because, you know, we know what's going on. The doctor doesn't. The doctor keeps it nice and cool to his credit. He's like, oh, yeah? Prove it. Like, <laughs> how do you know that? And he's, Fitz is like, yeah, I saw four guys who were going to die yesterday. Doctor, this isn't odd. Odd is when you go 30 days and nobody dies. Or odd is when you walk 25 miles and nobody gets a blister. It's almost like an Alanis Morissette-esque <laughs> definition of irony. God. And isn't it odd, don't you think? <laughs> Fitz is like, no, this is a straight-up nightmare. <laughs> the doctor's like, okay, okay, hey. Hey. 
maybe you're you're just a little stressed out, and now you're you know having a feeling. Just one. Just having a, a capital F feeling. A one war feeling. Everyone gets one. Everyone get. Everybody get. You may have a feeling once. <laughs> Fitz is like, look, how many more men do I have to peg as going to die before somebody, anybody believes me? I wish you would just poke at my eyes so I didn't have to look at faces anymore. <laughs> and he just storms off. In true fashion. In a, a true drama queen fashion. And then we get our, our little break where I sip on some punch. Cognac and... What's that song? What? There's that song that's like, sip it on juice. Sip it on gin and juice? That's it. Why isn't this gin and juice? <laughs> I don't have any gin. No one, no one has any gin. I had gin this summer and then I drank it all with lemonade. Ooh. It was nice. Mm. It was very nice. One of the few nice things about my summer was gin and lemonade. I don't know if it's like raining, raining, or if it's just wet now. It's just moist. <laughs> I said it. Fair. Valid. Moist isn't valid. I take that back. <laughs> moist people aren't valid. The oh, end. God. <laughs> we come back, and we're back at base, where the trumpet is a lot. The trumpet of the lot bass. That's the name of the bass. Trumpet bass. With the good old tuba tent. This is just a whole brass band. They, they drafted a whole orchestra. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and so, uh, Captain Riker. Take York. Um. <laughs> he's, uh. I'm sorry. I just, like, imagined. You know when people write down. A num- like they're talking about something and then they write down you know and then there was one parentheses one yeah yeah <laughs> just imagine you know and then Captain Riker parentheses thank you yep so he's going over some plans for the you know tactical surge whatever the hell they're doing tomorrow um they're raiding a bridge they're raiding another bridge Love- they need that bridge gotta get that bridge again yeah. Or other bridge. I don't know if it's the same bridge that they're trying to do again. I don't know, but there's real big guns. That's true. They're very concerned about those guns still. And so they're talking about some tactics and whatnot to all the all the lieutenants. And he's like, okay, now make sure your boys, they all got a belt clip and five grenades and a packed lunch and don't forget to do your homework, but no backpacks. Because, I don't know, backpacks will make it hard to move? I don't know. Weigh you down? I don't know. Weigh you, weigh you down, probably. And he's like, okay, bye. Uh, Fitz hangs around, and uh, he asks if, you know, you still want my platoon to take the point? Before Dick York says anything, uh, Fitz sees the light on his face. Mm. And he loses it. That's my friend. Wait, no, my friend's gonna die? That I know him. Oh, no. He's like, wait, wait, wait. You got it. You can't go. So Dick York's like, he like sees the look on his face and he's like, hey, are you, are you like actually good for this? Do you, like, do you want to like go, <laughs> do you want to go back to, to division camp and just like hang out for a couple weeks and, you know, stop having this capital F feeling that you've been having. Just, you know, hey, listen, it's only going to take a couple hours, famous last words, <laughs> but it's going to be real messy. So like. It's okay if you don't want to go. 
and Fitz is like, Captain, you can't go. You're gonna die. <laughs> Just right out Just, and say it. You can't. Like you can't go. You can't. Riker isn't listen. He's like, gotta put on that brave face, and we're we'll talk about this when I come back. But you're not coming back. Nope. Nope. Fitz just storms off. We see Riker, Dick York, standing there, and he he checks his gun. He's kind of mulling over what Fitz said. He takes the pictures of his family and his wedding ring out of his pocket, and he he leaves them behind on the table. It's a little melodramatic, but yeah. he's he's decided that he believes what Fitz is saying. Yeah. So he leaves these things behind. Fitz is out in the camp after storming away from the captain. And he's taking a, a long, hard look at all his guys. And some little weenie stops him and is like, Hey, like, is it true that you, uh, you, you know who's gonna die? Is he dead people? You... <laughs> God. <laughs> um, is it true that you can see dead people? Because if you do, you gotta tell me. Otherwise, it's entrapment. <laughs> You can't entrap me into death. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Fitz is just like walking around in a fugue state because he's he knows his friend is gonna die. He's looking at other faces, but he yeah he doesn't answer anybody. Yeah, he's he's just looking at faces, and no one else has a light on their face. But the weenie is like gonna start a fight because you know <laughs> he's not saying nothing. And then suddenly Dick York busts in. He's like, "Hey, everybody, stop! Look, nobody here." is a mind reader. And this is funny because he later goes on to star in an episode where he is a mind reader. Ooh. That's actually pretty good. I remember that episode. That's that's all right. He works at a bank, gains the ability to read minds, and then one of his coworkers like fantasizes about robbing the bank every day oh. just as a way to get him through the day, and uh, Dick York narks on him. What? Yeah, he calls the cops and is like, Mr. Johansson's going to rob the bank. Like, he just does that. Like, he won't just let this man fantasize about robbing a bag. Damn. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. I, yeah, I yeah. forget when that is. We'll get there and shame him in due time. Fair, fair. You'll get yours, Dick York. <laughs> Watch out. And he's like, Lieutenant Fitzgerald is my friend, and I love him, and it's fine. It's great. We see a, a long, slow shot from Fitz's point of view where he looks at every guy's face in the platoon here and he he finally stops on Riker again and no no one gets the light on their face and I wonder if like it doesn't repeat like you get to see the light once yeah and then you have to I guess remember who's gonna die I guess (laughs) because the divine light is not gonna tell you again should've been paying attention the first time exactly God's up there like I told you who was gonna die (laughs) it's not my fault you can't remember names you should've wrote it down like the first time (laughs) You gotta keep that weird black book with everyone's names who's gonna die. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. 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 We'll call it the death note. <laughs> no! I couldn't even say death note. I just broke off in the middle there. Uh. <laughs> uh, and then a weird, ugly demon comes and hangs around with him. Uh, Death Note is bad. Um... (laughs) Side note. (laughs) Just, Death Note's not good. Oh, gosh. God, who gives a shit? (laughs) People who like Death Note might give a shit. (laughs) Hey, if you like Death Note, (coughs) 
I watched a decent amount of Death Note. It didn't go anywhere. I watched none of it. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> God, yeah, fucking nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens in Death Note. I know Note. some people who love that show, but yeah. But nothing happens. Not valid. Not valid. I can rem- I can actually remember a decent amount of like things that happened, but like it, nothing ever went anywhere. This isn't a show about Death Note. God, no. God, no. Um, It'd be funny if it was, because we didn't, I don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about I'll it, just, and I don't like it, so. I'll just make up shit about what I think's going on. Fair. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. You could probably come up with something better. <laughs> oh. Um. Alright. Go make me an animu. I'll go take this potato chip <laughs> and eat it. Like, that's... Moving on! <laughs> That's the only good thing that came out of Death Note, <laughs> was that stupid joke. The trucks are coming back to base, and some weenie infantryman hands the sergeant a clipboard, and they start doing roll call, or not roll call, and, you know, sounding off, yeah. whatever they do. And uh, Lieutenant Fitz is like, hey, forget about this, just, just go to bed. <laughs> just, please, I'm so tired, just go to bed. <laughs> Same. But they, they keep doing it while... Fitz wanders off into the captain's tent, and he sees the pictures in the ring on the table. And guess who died? Guess, guess who's dead? Guess who became Dick Deadman? <laughs> Captain Dick Deadman. I've been waiting to say that the whole episode. As soon as we said Deadman earlier, I'm like, oh fuck, he's Dick Deadman. Dick Deadman. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> um. And so yeah, Fitz. Fitz looks at his his pictures and his ring, and he. Lays the captain's dog tags down on the pictures. One of the pictures is of a naked ass baby. Yeah. I don't know. I just People still take those photos. I know. Put some clothes on your child before no. you take their picture. You gotta see its naked ass. <laughs> just gotta see this baby's whole ass. It can barely hold its head up. Get it naked. Yep. Yep. Face down, ass up. That's the way we love baby pictures. <laughs> At all moms out there. <laughs> Why? He's like, damn. Sadness. My friend died. <laughs> that sucks. And so the... I guess it's the sergeant comes in? He's something else, yeah. I, it's, again, it's so fucking hard to tell these men apart. Especially when they're all, like, just wearing fatigues. Everybody's wearing the same clothes. So everybody looks the same. Like, I love, I love a good war movie once in a while. I don't mind it. But, yeah, when everyone's wearing the same goddamn thing and everyone's got a helmet on, it's like, I need a, I need a hair color and a hairstyle that I can tell you apart. Yeah. Unless you have a really strange jaw or something, yeah. or an accent, you're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I can tell older men from younger men, and yeah. that's about it. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting that the, the sergeant is significantly older than both this lieutenant and this captain. Yeah. Or maybe he's, like, not even a sergeant. I don't know. Maybe he's a colonel. He could be a colonel. Who knows? But he uh, he comes in and he compliments Fitz on a, a job well done. He's like, yeah, you know, those... We got that bridge. Those Filipino guerrilla fighters were really helpful. And I thought briefly about how much more interesting it would have been if guerrilla apes had helped them. You know, every time I hear guerrilla... Yeah. I think of the animal first. And yeah. I'm like, oh, the movie's not about that. No. But goddamn, what if every movie about gorillas with a U-E was about gorillas with an O? What a wonderful world cinema would be. Um, 
They got that bridge. So they got the bridge. Awesome. And I guess also the the Air Force helped too in taking out the big Navy guns. Um, and so <laughs> the dude's like, yeah, you only had to worry about sniper fire, right? Yeah, sniper fire. <laughs> and Fitz is like, yeah, we only lost one guy to the sniper fire. Yeah. NBD. You know, it was just the captain. Whatever. Who got hit by sniper. And so the older man is like, well, that's a damn shame. And he's like, yeah, you guys were best friends, right? Sure bet you're sad that your friend died. And he's like, oh man, what are these? Pictures of his wife and kids? Oh, what a shame. (laughs) Oh. His two sons and his lovely young wife. War stinks. War stinks. Quote. Cut, cut right to the point. God. God, just put that up there with, like, the memorial of quotes about the complexity and hellishness of We don't war. teach tact in military school. No. Who can't tact? No. Who does that song, Love Stinks? Love Stinks. Love. War Stinks. God. Yeah, yeah. War stinks. War stinks. Stop. <laughs> You've had like four glasses of something something over there, and now you're gonna just go off riffing. <laughs> Fitz comes out of the tent. Another captain comes up and tells me, he's like, okay, you're going back to the division base so they can check you out and you can rest. Because we've had enough of... Going away for a long, long time. <laughs> it's not jail, but... You can't leave. Until you stop being crazy, <laughs> you're going over there. Quote, so, unquote, rest. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Fitz doesn't put up a fight like he did before when Riker wanted him to go, because now he's sad and empty. You know what? I will go rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. Not my mind, though. Just my body. <laughs> exactly. Fitz doesn't want to do war because he's sad. Um, Story of every soldier's life. Basically. And so we see the lieutenant packing up his stuff. He has like a tiny little mirror set up on like a crappy stand made out of two dowels tied together. He catches his own reflection in it and sees the light on his own face. The flashlight! When we were first watching this, at the beginning of the episode, I was like, damn, he better see his own reflection yeah. and see the light. Like, yeah. that's that's how it better happen. And, you know, I was not disappointed, which is nice. It was also, like, I, I couldn't remember if I'd seen it before, because I was like, I feel like he sees his face. And I was like, I don't remember if I've seen it. But also, that's just how it should be written. Logically, that's how you should do that. Fitz just knocks the mirror over. He's like, I'm not looking at that. A little Jeep driving weenie comes over and he's like, okay, ready to go? He's really excited to drive that oh, Jeep. he loves driving that Jeep. Um, I drive the Jeep and I was a chauffeur. <laughs> Great. Love to drive a Jeep in the Philippines. Fitz is lost in his fugue state and he's like, yeah, okay. He's, but like, he's already dead inside. <laughs> One thing, like, I get it, but if it was me, I wouldn't have done the same thing. It's like, he now knows he's gonna die, but he's still packing up his stuff. Well, yeah, you know, you gotta go through the motions, I suppose. You can't just be like, no, just leave my stuff. I would legit just be like, I let my friends have this crap. <laughs> you know? It's the war. 
People need things. That could have could have been fine, yeah. That's what I would have done. That would have been an interesting turn. We see a brief shot of the shattered mirror on the ground, and they all have his exact <laughs> reflection in them again. Um, it's a neat effect, but it's also super corny. Yeah, because, you know, fucking distort that. Yeah. You know, that's not how it would look, but it's how we tried to make it look. You mean it's not just one big... It's 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 not just little cookie-cutter mirrors? It's one big broken mirror? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Mirrors don't all reflect the exact same image. What? All the time. What? He just puts on his helmet and drifts over to the jeep. And so, yeah, the sergeant is like, ah, oh, this jeep doesn't look too good. And it reminds me of, um... Have you seen that screenshot of, like, a Craigslist post of the really ultra shitty car? It's got, like, 200,000 miles. It doesn't have AC. It doesn't have a radio. Oh, yeah. It doesn't... Such and such and such and such. And then just down at the end of the checklist, the guy's just like, beats walking. (laughs) And so I guess this, uh, this Jeep is just beats walking. The sergeant asks if they're taking the Cavalry Road. Something I wrote it down but I don't think I spelled it right the jeep weenie's like yeah you know that's that's the way to go the sergeant says okay well um scouts think they saw some mines out on that road so be super careful mm-hmm. take good care of the lieutenant Fitz is sitting there and he is capital G gone like damn dead inside dead outside he's just waiting the driver says, hey, no worries, I'm super careful, it's gonna be fine. I'd pick up this Jeep and carry it on tiptoe if I could. I'm the best driver around. So he he hops in the Jeep with Fitz and he's like, alright, better settle in, we got a four hour drive ahead. God. The take on Fitz's face is just so, it's long. And he, he looks over at the driver and the light shines on his face as well. Um, and I thought it would, I thought it would be really funny if it didn't. (laughs) It's like, oh no, I have to ride with this man and he's not gonna die. Yeah. Just me. But no, it's, we, we see the light on him. Fitz is like, do we though? I don't think it's gonna be that long. (laughs) It's gonna be a really short drive. It's, it's gonna be fine. I think it'll be much shorter than that. It'd be funny if they still drove the four hours and right at the end they, they, uh, died. Oh no. Oh, uh, that'd be like a hellish four hours because like, I'm I'm gonna die at some point. You're just waiting, yeah, wait, longing for the sweet embrace of death. Yeah, but you have to wait that all four hours. Yikes! The driver is just kind of confused by Fitz's cryptic remark, but he he start starts up the jeep and they drive off. Later on, all the men are sitting around. Later on, I feel like it's like minutes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe it's minutes. They could, you know, seven minutes later. Uh, one of them's got a broken arm and he's playing the harmonica. And two other men are sitting reading letters that I think are, like, typed out. When I, not zoomed in, but, like, when I paused when I was watching it on my Enhance. laptop. <laughs> Computer enhanced image. Um, they they kind of look just like script sheets. They probably are. Could have been. Yeah, it's a look, prop. Look, just pretend to be reading something. <laughs> okay. The guy playing the harmonica is also definitely not actually playing the harmonica because the notes don't match the motions that he's making. Um, <laughs> me, I'm a harmonica snob. Yep. We all know this. <laughs> well, now we do. <laughs> well, now you knew that. Yep. But now everyone else knows. I'm, I'm starting a new group. It's just called Harmonica Snob, and it's just me. <laughs> you might get, like, two other people. They also have to play the harmonica. Yeah, yeah. 
I can't wait for that other episode where the guy kills... That we just saw, yeah. Where the guy kills the aliens with a harmonica. Moreover, the aliens are just so offended by the sound of a harmonica. It's a death noise. It's a death noise. It's a death noise. I can't wait. I'm so excited. An old man fleeing while playing harmonica. That's me. Iconic. Yeah, it's... We decided that's what Jess is going to be when she's 63. Yep. 53? 63. 63. So the men are all sitting around doing stuff and suddenly there's an explosion and they all turn and the sergeant's like did you hear that i can't stand this scene this scene is so stupid can't stand this scene i i feel like we should pick out a stupid thing that somebody says every episode and did you hear that is the one for this episode but it's not even just the, the stupid thing you said yes they think it's thunder yeah but like you're on an active you're in an active war yeah. On an active war base, and you hear this giant explosion. Either they're all so dead inside, they don't want to deal with it, but also, hey, that could be someone trying to attack your base. Yeah. You're like, you hear something? <laughs> Y'all hear something? <laughs> That's the meme of this episode. Y'all hear something? Y'all hear something? God. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, it must have been thunder. So the sergeant's like, yeah, yeah, must have been thunder. And then everyone just goes on about their, about their day. What if, they, like, they don't even know. It could have been one bomb, and they're like, oh, we weren't close enough. And then there's another bomb, and they all die. Like, you know, Listen, <sighs> it's, it's war. It sucks. Stinks? It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I feel like the Twilight Zone wouldn't say sucks. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. He called it Fear Yellow White. <laughs> Fear Yellow White. So Rod comes in to, to bring us home, and he reads the the direct quote from he says Richard the second but oh no he says Richard the third it's from Richard the second but he's back on his Shakespeare bullshit either way he's back on his Shakespeare bullshit just like he was before about Mm -hmm. this bad boy can fit more things Horatio (laughs) (laughs) dreamt up in your philosophy oh gosh Um, the quote is something like he has come to open the purple testament of war and he's like and for Lieutenant Fitz the testament is closed Fitz Deadman Fitz Deadman well (laughs) I know, it's his last name. I don't, I don't remember his first name. William Fitzdedman. William Deadman. I don't think... Dick Deadman again! Dick Deadman. Damn, there's double Dick Deadmans on that base. Double Dick Deadmans. Damn! <laughs> so the, the testament is closed. The war is over for him. I want to talk a little bit about this quote that mm-hmm. uh, Rod oh, got you this... Got, you got a lot to say about Rod got quotes. this title from. First, I want to say I don't know much about... Shakespeare's histories, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the Henrys and the yeah. Richards. The real dudes. Yeah, you know, the the ones that <laughs> the Queen of England was like, Oh, William, write me a play about my great-grandfather, Henry. <laughs> and William's like, okay, I need money, sure thing. And then he writes Henry the Fourth, Part 1 and 2. Yeah, those were like his earliest plays, because he needed the money. So he took commissions from the Queen of England. Um, I like that, you know, read. Let's get us this bread. Shakespeare and bread. Shakespeare and bread. Richard says this quote about a guy, Henry Bolingbroke, who is the dude who becomes Henry the Fourth. He wants to overthrow Richard for stealing his father's money and using it to fund a war in Ireland. I don't know. I just I think it's a weird choice because taken out of context it doesn't mean anything and yeah. even within context it has nothing to do with like Yeah. Well actually maybe it does because then later, Rich, Richard talks and he's like, okay, well, good luck to him for starting a war 
Because before the war is over, thousands of young Englishmen are gonna fucking die before that asshole gets a crown. And so I... I don't know. Maybe it's just Rod always hating the death tolls. Could be. Yeah. yeah. And he just picked that one specific thing and connected it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Richard III's bones were the ones that they found when they were trying to build a parking garage oh. a few years ago. Mm, sounds about right. Because it was one of the Richards. They just like... They were going to build a parking garage, and they just found some bones. <laughs> just there. Yeah? And so they were like... As you do. As you some... Look, when you're digging around in England... Honestly, all of England. <laughs> just anywhere in England, no matter what you're doing, you're going to find some bones. You're just going to find some. Yep. So did you like this episode? It was alright. It was, uh... It was alright. I liked, you know, seeing little baby Dick Van Dyke in it. Dick York. I've been saying dick too much. Too many dicks. Too many dicks. Dick York. But yeah. I also liked it. I don't remember if this is like in that class of episodes that people remember. I don't know. There wasn't like, I wouldn't consider that too much of a plot twist. It's pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. The ones with the, the major plot twists are what people remember. Yeah. Like the one with a ventriloquist dummy where he turns into the dummy. Yeah. Which we saw earlier. Spoiler alert. Listen, that's, like, <laughs> that's one of the ones in the Pantheon. You yeah. know, the one where the guy's glasses break and he can't read the books anymore. Um, you know, the one where the guy can see who dies and then it turns out he dies. Like, I think this is better than the other one that this reminds me of. Where there's like the young lieutenant who comes in and he's taking over like this really ragged platoon of guys He's like, all right, we got to go get those Japanese. Um, worth mentioning, all through these episodes, they always call them Japs, and I don't care for it. Mm. It's bad, but, you know, it's what they were saying. Uh, he's like, all right, let's go get them. And all the guys are like, listen, no. They're, <laughs> they're holed up in that cave, and they're they're already tired and, and injured. Like, let's just leave them alone. And then... I guess he has some fucking out-of-body experience where, like, suddenly he's a Japanese commander now. I think I've seen part of that. Yeah. I think the guy who plays the lieutenant in that one was supposed to play Fitz. Oh. But scheduling conflict, he couldn't, so he wound up being in that episode instead. And I, had, I actually had like what, what this guy did more, I think. Yeah. He, he did a... Put on a good... Fitz wasn't half bad. Fitz wasn't half bad. Put on a good performance. Being real upset about guys dying. Whereas the the other dude was like, no, yeah, let's kill everybody because that's what I believe in. I don't believe in the value of human life. Nope. And all his soldiers were like, value of human life, though. Come on. What if you just shut up for one second? <laughs> Listen, I know you you're new here, but, like, everybody's tired. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that one's not till, like, season four, so we'll get to that one someday. I like this one better than better than that other one. Yeah. And that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, you wanna hear what we're watching next time? Sure. So next time we will be watching episode 20, Elegy, in which astronauts land... Love them. Guess where they're landing? Earth. No. Mars. <laughs> they land on an asteroid resembling oh, Earth! Oh, an asteroid! An asteroid resembling Earth, but its inhabitants appear motionless. I think I've seen that. Really? Yeah. Sometimes at like five in the morning, Twilight Zone's on once in a while. Mm. 
Or they'll either do like an hour long one or two half an hours, and like it's like four or five in the morning. I forget which one, but I think that's when I watched it one day. They like they like can't lift off again, or there's gonna, there's a hassle to lift off again because they want to leave. I think they're all too spooked to do anything, <laughs> or like they're just they're just really spooked. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Oh okay, yeah, all right, but mm-hmm. it was good. I remember liking it. Sounds good. But yeah, fucking asteroids. Let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be next time. Nice. In the meantime, mm. if you would like to hit us up, tell us about what episodes you watched in the Twilight Zone marathon on Sci-Fi. You can tweet at us at the Spooky Spot on Twitter, or email us at SpookySpotPod at gmail dot com. Yeah. The- Marathon's playing some episodes we already talked about. Yes. Yeah. Oh, saw good old... I'm in the Air Force. Good old I'm in the Air Force. I think they're playing uh, Time Enough at Last soon. Yeah. My glasses. My glasses. Book lover marries... Book arsonist. Book arsonist. Love it. Love our titles. Love our titles. (laughs) They're they're good titles. (laughs) They're good titles, Bront. Um... Our narration at the beginning of our episodes is done by my friend Tamara. You can find her online at Total Spiffage on Twitter and Tumblr. You can hear me on Loop and Lottery, which is another podcast about uh, anime. Not Death Note. Now I just got it out for Death Note. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about how much I don't like One Death vendetta Note. against Death Note. God, there's so many, so many animes to have vendettas against. And also Death Note. It's own special category of... Yeah. Dumb. Oh. <laughs> Anything else? No, 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 We'll try to get back on schedule, but January is going to be iffy for us. True, because we're both going to be away again for a random time. As always, thank you for your, <laughs> your time. unending patience. <laughs> we're trying. I'm trying so hard. We have very conflicting schedules. Yes, and my days off are not consistent anymore. <laughs> shame, 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 shame. <laughs> Although, you know, shout outs to like a year since I really decided to do this podcast. Because hey! I had thought about it for a long ass time. For a long ass time. Because the, the summer before that, I had been house sitting for some folks and they had Hulu and I saw there's Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, Outer Limits, another one. They were all on Hulu and I was like, damn, what if I had a podcast where I talk about those? And then, you know, I, that... And then we start talking about other podcasts we that, should make. <laughs> that festered in the back of my mind for a long time. And then we were watching the the marathon last year. And I said, damn. Damn. What if I had a podcast? And then you bought this little mic. I had bought this little mic for, for Loop and Lotto. Yeah. But then we... Then we got a podcast. Then we made it happen and we have a podcast. What? 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 And so here's to more podcast. Clink. We could clink. We could actually clink right now. Hey, let's clink. Alright. Alright, here's to a new year. New podcast. Yeah. I'm sure that was sonically pleasant. (laughs) Alright. Well, here's my New Year's resolution. Oh gosh, we're supposed to have these? Stay spooky. Oh, you! Thanks.